On this week's episode of The Pull, we walk the red carpet all the way to the Golden Globes. We run down all of our favorite titles that we'd love to see made into something else, because that's what you do in podcasting world, I guess. John, roll it! to Universal this weekend, which happened to be uh, for like a standard Florida winter, I guess, a little chillier than what uh, most people are used to. Um, yep, yep. And and your your wife, I can't really even say your girl anymore because I feel like I'm insulting her, <laughs> um, but like your wife was talking about how everyone was like sharing gloves and shit. Like, I got to be honest, I was outside a little bit and it wasn't wear gloves cold. Like, bro, it was windy as all get out, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, maybe it's because we're at like a theme park and it's kind of like wide open, but it was cold as hell in Orlando, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she had, was it was it raining in Jacksonville? Because it was raining like kind of like on and off all day in Orlando. I so mean, that, I don't know what it was doing in Jacksonville, but uh, in, oh yeah, you don't you're not even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Was it? Uh, in Gainesville, it may have sprinkled, but it didn't really rain. Um, uh, see, yeah, it was like raining all day, so it was kind of like that. Or it was like it was like raining, and then it would just be like misty, so it was kind of that like wet, cold kind of. Yeah. On and off all day. But yeah, she was cold as fuck, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, but we, I totally came up prepared. I mean, we all kind of did. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't all that cold. She gets, she gets like, it'll be like. 72 and she's like freezing um but i'm i'm like wearing a hoodie and some jeans i was good but uh you know when you're trying to drink a beer and it's like i think i want to say the weather channel said it was like 52 and it felt like 50 or something like that Dude, the cold uh, just doesn't denote beer drinking to me uh, well i mean yeah like your your hands start to like lock up on you you know what i'm saying like they get <laughs> they get a little cold when you try to hold that beer so we were sharing gloves like everybody had a beer glove hand i saw that <laughs> shit that's what was funny because i saw david in a picture and he had one glove on and I yeah was i had like, the other one dog. <laughs> <laughs> i was like why david got one glove on right now my boy hooked me up dude <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious oh shit <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, dude, oh, I got something for you uh, uh, before that? we get into the news. You'll be happy to know that I started getting into Fargo. Two. New, new, hey, new now. year, new show for me. About time. <laughs> Sick. So good, dude. Like, I watched the first episode and immediately I was like, damn, what have I been missing out on? This shit <laughs> is so good. Like, I mean, the first episode alone, I was like, all right, I know this show is going to be some of the best television I've watched, like, immediately. Like, it, it – I did not – and then I, like, of course, I, I'm the type of person when I start watching something, I got to IMDB it, like, as I'm watching it. Yeah. And I had no clue just how deep the cast was on this show, dude. Like, Well, some of what you're so seeing is people. probably the cast of season two as well. Yeah, because I noticed there's, like, not people – some of the big-name actors, even, you know, a lot of the actors only had, like, a couple episode credits. Yeah. So I can imagine just the premise of the show, um, they kind of trying to maybe turn them in and out. But, um, yeah, because season – Yeah, dude, like old ahead. boy from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I can't remember that dude's name. He's yeah. in there. 
Uh, of course, Billy Bob Thornton. Who else you got? You got Tom Hanks's kid. Uh, I can't remember his name. Colin. I'm, yeah, everybody knows I'm bad with names. <laughs> um, what is it? Colin Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, he's tight. He's tight. Um, it's from Dexter. There's a couple people from Dexter in there, I think, that I recognize. Um, um, fucking Nick Offerman is in season two in a small role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other dude. Um, yeah, season else? two is even better than season one. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that too. And after I started watching, because I started watching season one, I remember you saying that you could almost watch it like from season two first. But um, I got into season one. It's sick, dude. I'm, I'm loving it so far. So yeah, I appreciate the, uh, uh, you know, the, the the good looking out there. Yeah, season two is about Homegirl's dad. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, there's I a case that. that he okay. brings up the- in season one, um, and. He, I think it's there's like a bad snowstorm, which isn't a spoiler, but something happens and he's like, this is the worst thing to happen since this. And so then the f- second season um, is about that case that he mentions in passing. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And did they go into like how he got shot or whatever? Because he got shot, right? I can't remember. And, and I got it for Christmas, so I'm going to be rewatching it. But I, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sick, dude. I'm really enjoying it. So. Yeah, it's fucking um, good. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So news. Let's kind of let's get into some news. It's on the uh, wire, right down to the wire. Ooh, to the wire. Another FX show. No, that's HBO, right? I was what making a Kanye about? reference, but yeah, that's an HBO show. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Movie and television, John, not music. All right, so the news. That's my best news uh, impression. <laughs> He's not the uh, actor. They <laughs> so they release a new Justice League photo. Did you catch it? I'm sure yeah, it looks like the they smashed a window or something. <laughs> what do you mean they smashed a window? Like the picture I saw, it looked like they were standing inside or outside of a broken window. I I guess maybe I was so focused on like the characters I didn't really notice. Well, I'm gonna try and pull it up. Yeah, because I'd already seen um, we've already seen the characters. So like for me it was like all I right, thought, what what clues are hidden I in the surroundings? It was like fog or something. There's I mean there might be fog it, to me. So like I I was wondering if they were in a lab or something like because I was trying to look for clues about what the fuck was gonna happen in the movie. Um, yeah, they kind of just look like. <laughs> They kind of look like toys up on like a toy shelf. Like they, they're all like yeah, it did look like toys as well. I was perfect, like, perfectly like in line. Like yeah, I was not, like, this shit know. is Photoshop. This is <laughs> real people. Yeah, they did not stand there for that photo. This is not off the set. Um, we get a good look at the new Batman armor. Um, he looks way more like industrial and mechanical. Which kind of sucks uh, because I liked the uh, I liked that bat suit from the first movie. Yeah, I I. I think I expressed here that I, I like the kind of paper mache. Uh, <laughs> that's how I refer paper to it, the paper mache uh, bat suit. Um, <clears throat> Cyborg, I dude, I saw Cyborg looks kind of cool to me, but I saw he he looks he just looks a little small. I think that's the only thing he could be yeah. bigger. Uh, but I saw something online where, like, if you look at his crotch, he's got, like, two red dots. And uh, <laughs> it looks exactly like a fucking, like, Decepticon's head. Uh, at <laughs> like, it's, like, uncanny, dude. Uh, looks exactly like it. But uh, we get a good look at Flash. Aquaman, again, is still kind of in the dark, but we've seen him. Um, still no glimpses of Superman and keeping that under wraps, but... 
I mean, it looks pretty cool, though, regardless. Yeah. Um, not really much to take from it yeah. as to what's going on, but uh, we just get a better look at the suits. So, um, I saw on, I believe it was Screen Rant, um, I saw that apparently Ray and Luke are going to be much larger roles in Episode 8. I mean, I would I would hope so, I right? Mean, are they going to be supporting <laughs> characters? <laughs> like, damn, are we going to go a whole nother, like, episode without actually seeing Luke? Like, yeah, hello, duh. Um, it I was kind of really hoping like... Chewbacca would be the main character. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, guess, I guess the reason why I brought it up is I'm glad that they confirmed that as if we – as if we didn't know, but <laughs> whatever, <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, Monday, January 9th, we're recording on. So last night, uh, last night was Golden Globes. Did you catch Golden any of it? Did you watch Golden Globes. I just watched clips and what looked at the wrap-ups afterwards. I don't okay. have cable. And I was oh, yeah, we, playing. We established you're the only dude making a... Movie and television podcast without cable, but yeah, that's called skills, right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever need to hire me, you know how to find me. But said I, I got was, the internet; I don't need anything else. Yeah, I was playing a Harry Potter board game and uh, watching Star Wars Episode Two. Damn, Todd. All right, I can appreciate. I can appreciate both those things. So you know, whatever, you that's know. Cool. Um, yeah. So Golden Globes. I watched it last night. Ashley and I watched it. Um. Did you see any anybody stand out to you as like a big winner, uh, a big winners, I should say, or any big losers in your opinion? What did you What did you think overall in terms of you know who won and who lost? I mean, I obviously Donald Glover, big win, big win uh, on two For accounts. Sure. You know, best best uh, comedy show, and uh, then best actor in a comedy show. So he really uh, owned that. So that was good. Um, but one one thing that kind of struck me, not even odd, but almost predictable, uh, was the best drama was The Crown, which is a show about the Queen on Netflix. But like, man, tell me that that wasn't some old people shit. Like, that's the kind of <laughs> shit that always happens at those award shows is they got to find that old people thing that fucking nobody's really watching right now and give it attention. Like... Like, 10 years ago, there was this movie called In the Bedroom uh, that won, like, Best Picture or something. Nobody fucking saw In the Bedroom. Um, and that's how I felt about The Crown. I was like, you got to Westworld on this fucking list, and you picked The Crown. Like, nobody's on Facebook talking about The Crown. Like, Dude, Westworld didn't win anything. That's that was, like, crazy. the biggest surprise for me, dude. That's like, crazy. That was that was insane to me. I'm, here I am. I'm watching. I'm like, before it gets started, I'm like, all right, I'm about to watch Westworld. Just sweep this shit. Just get everything right. Not a damn award. Not one, dude. Like, like I, and I like, don't even know if Tandy Newton got recognized for an acting award because she was fucking. No, tight. she did it because she. Bullshit. Um, I well, she was she was nominated, but she didn't win. Oh, okay. So she was nominated. Then that's yeah. Um, that I at the, least appreciate the chick from. That. I'm pretty sure the chick for yeah the chick from the Crown won best performance by an actress in television. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking I'm about sure. that old white people shit, dog. I think she was. Uh, I think she was nominated in that category. But you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because Ashley's been binging the Crown for like the last three days. Yeah, see, that makes sense though. Like your girlfriend, but she's like an, an old, old white lady. person. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. 
she it's either it's either she's watching something new like that something that you forced her to watch or she's watching the same old show she's watched five times in the past right friday night lights for the eighth time damn (laughs) like i appreciate coach as much as anybody else i fucking love friday night lights but damn girl (laughs) get on to something new you got westworld no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. She hated Westworld. I no, know. she didn't hate it, but it was a struggle to get through. So I know tells you where she's. And, already, she's like, I, and she loves the crown. So I already have there your you divorce go. papers in an envelope waiting. <laughs> so just let's. I don't want to create any drama right now. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was stoked for Atlanta. Um, I think, but that that kind of came as a surprise for me a little bit, just because, like I, of course thought that it wholeheartedly it deserved probably even more awards if you ask me but um i i was just kind of surprised that it had that overall reception uh and the biggest surprise me now i haven't seen it all right i'm just i'm gonna go on the record and say that but like literally la la land won like everything bro like i'm pretty sure they set like a new record for like seven uh golden globes or something like that it was like insane dude like anytime as i was watching anytime they brought up somebody or or la la land the movie or whatever i'm like all right well we know who won this like and sure shit boom boom next next like it got to a point where they just weren't getting off stage it would just sit there and wait for the next (laughs) yeah i mean apparently Um, it's in like the style of an old school musical so like i'm about like giving that a shot i'm just I'm glad that Ryan Gosling finally won an award. It's just weird to me that this was what he won an award for. Like, I expected that dude to right. win an award for something, like, super depressing. But, no, they were like, he's going to sing and dance, <laughs> and we're going to give him an award. Now, you would know uh, far better than me, but <clears throat> it seemed to me, and, you know, if I'm if I'm in left field, let me know, all right? But okay. it seemed to me the Golden Globes is what the – what is it historical film what is it Hor- hollywood Hol- foreign press hollywood foreign press associates right yeah. and to me it seemed like everything that was winning and the whole basis of this award show in general was and let me let me let me phrase this correctly but films as you put it in the last episode movies that are made with a artsy fartsy kind of vibe in mind like am i am i wrong in thinking that like, i mean kind of but but like movies if you will never get nominated for anything really i mean like well what i mean is like it seemed to me that some of the some of the things that were winning like let's like let's say la la land for example i feel like in a setting such as like the oscars it wouldn't necessarily win but because it was the golden globes it seemed like it was getting more attention. No, is mean, that, that my am I off basis in that? I mean, I would still say that La La Land is Oscar bait. Like, okay, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but uh, I would still say that that type of movie is Oscar bait because a few years ago, when the artist won Best Picture at the Oscars, it's a black and white, uh, you know, movie that didn't have any talking in it, and it, mm. it, it won Best Picture because it was a throwback to like. The Silver Age of Cinema. Um, right, right. And, and I started watching that movie, and literally my reaction, and this is before I listened, was before Childish Gambino dropped uh, Camp, but he has a line on Camp. He said, try to watch Artists with My Girlfriend. Unless, un- wait, instead I lost a battle to some NyQuil. Like, that's real talk, bro. <laughs> like, that happened. Like, I tried, to, I was here visiting where I live now. Golden Globes. Yeah. 
We fucking went to I we put on the artist and I fucking passed out. Like that shit's boring as That's shit. That's hilarious. Um, but the old people are into it now. There's a, now there are some cool things like Ryan Reynolds was nominated for acting. Um, uh, yeah, and and I wanted to point that out too, man. Like I'm, despite um, you know my distaste for Ryan Reynolds and everything that he's in, because I just can't stand him. Uh, <laughs> I like as I was watching and I saw that Deadpool got nominated for a couple of things. Like I, I said to Ashley, you know, like. I'm just happy, regardless if it's Ryan Reynolds or not, I'm happy that we live in a, a day and age where the comic book movie has transcended the action genre or the yeah. comedy genre, and it's become a genre of itself, and it's getting respected by things like the Golden Globes. And and critics in general, they you know respect it for what it is, and they, they acknowledge the fact that you know this is quality cinema, regardless of the subject matter. Um so I, I was happy to see that. Um, yeah, I obviously mean, he didn't win, but yeah, you know, I, was, I was happy to see he got nominated. See, that's all because of the Dark Knight, though, because everyone wanted thought that that should have been nominated for Best Picture and it wasn't. So there was a big ass hoopla about it in two thousand eight. Um, right, right. And now, now you know some things get more recognition. I think Logan might be one respect. of those things next year, but um, it definitely has that vibe from the trailers like they're you know they're they're out to make something epic something for people to take seriously so yeah, yeah. i could i could agree with you on that front um, um so in your in in the past like i'm just curious do you feel there's a correlation between like golden globe winners and like let's say oscar winners do you think that there's um do things that sometimes it's, like sometimes it's in at the, the golden globes Sometimes it's the antithesis of that. Like there's this saying right. that like if this person wins this at the Golden Globes, they're not going to win it at the Oscars. Um, See, and that's what I kind of thought. And that's why that's what led me to my original question is like, why is that? What is the difference between the two? I feel like you would know politics. better than me. Like, OK, so that they can <laughs> so that they can say, well, you we gave you something. Um, ah, so, and so. that's kind of my concern. Uh and I won't go too deep into this. I'll just be very broad. Um, but that's kind of my concern, though, with the body of work that was nominated for Golden Globes. Like, those people also deserve recognition at the Academy. Um, and with the big stink last year about the nominations at the Academy, um, I hope that they don't think, oh, well, it's not bad because you got nominated for Golden Globe. Like that's that's still that's a bullshit out. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio winning the Golden Globe a number of years ago for Blood Diamond, and then right. it was like, nah, but you 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 won't win it for, uh, you're not gonna win it at the Academy, and he didn't. Um, yeah. So and then last year it was almost as if they like kind of threw him a bone, in my opinion. But I mean, I if they know. did, so what? I mean, it's about fucking time. Right. Like, right. No, I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, let the man get something. Damn. And he, he gave a hell of a speech with what he was, you know. So, whatever. But, but you know, and look, while you, while we're, I mean, you t you brought it up, so I can't I can't ignore it, all right. And I got some, I got, I'm about to get heated, dog. I'm feel I'm feeling a little back sweat right Turn now. On Turn on the AC. Why? Why? Oh, and side AC. note, I just want to point out that my fan is finally working. It's no longer 387 and a half degrees in this fucking room. So Praise I'm kind of stoked on that. We gathered um, here today. But regardless, you brought up. Politics, and while we're on the subject of politics, politics there was some. You did say politics. I don't think I. Oh did well, you? that yeah 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 okay I see. What you're yeah, saying. yeah yeah the politics between Golden Globes yeah, and, and 
different type of politics. But regardless, while we're on the subject, there was a, all right. So Meryl Streep got uh, received some type of like I don't remember the lifetime name of achievement, it, but award. it was a it was a Basically. lifetime achievement award. Um, Basically, Cecil B. DeMille. There you go. So she got the Lifetime Achievement Award last night at the Golden Globes. Great. Like, good for her. You know, good honor. You know what I'm saying? Meryl Streep is one of the most decorated actresses of our time. She's she's phenomenal, dude. She transcends whatever role she's in. She can do literally anything. Yeah. I'm, I was happy to see her win something like that, right? She gets up there, all right, and she uses the platform that she's been given to express her feelings on things like Donald Trump, uh, the condition of our society, and what it means to be an actor and, you know, why it's important to be an actor and to appreciate, you know, doing what they're doing. Yeah. She gets utterly torn up, right? Of course. Yeah. Because, oh, we're so tired of, of you know, actors and, and musicians and all these celebrities uh, taking stance on politics and blah 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 blah. So before before I go on on a rant, what is what is your take on that? What do you think? Do you think actors or celebrities should do something like that? Express yeah you know, what, how I'll, they feel or what they think. Yeah, and I'll give you a short platform? version because I know you want to say it too, want to say it too. So the, my short version to that answer is: a lot of times, actors and musicians do things in those arts as a way to express themselves about those things. So for a lot of us artists, uh, us, yes, including myself, it's about expressing our opinions of those things. They take movies to express their thoughts on those political things, etc., etc. So it is one in the same, unfortunately, for those people that don't like it. Um, it is one in the same, but uh, go ahead and spit your fire. No, like I, I agree, and and really, how I feel about it is, if look, she's done something phenomenal in her life, okay, and this is her area of expertise, and she's being recognized for that. It's her platform to do with what the whatever the fuck she chooses, dude. Like, if she wants to get up there and talk about politics, then so be it, man. It's her. If you don't like what she's having to say, then turn off her platform. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to entertain it. You don't have to tweet about it. You don't have to go on Facebook and rip her a new one. And Donald Trump, not to get political, he's the president of the of the United States. What are you doing getting in a Twitter war, Facebook war with an actress? Don't you have better shit to do? Like, I realize it's not January 20th yet, but, like, that, that just seems so ridiculous to me. If you – why are you even entertaining it? Yeah. Right? Like, it's – it's. I feel like she should be able to say whatever she wants to say because she she got there. She deserves to be there. And, if, like I said, if you don't – if you don't agree with what she has to say, then just turn it off. Yeah. I don't understand why people have such a big deal with it. Like, I was seeing things today, just like ridiculous things, talking about um, – let me pull something up here. So, like, uh, I saw something on Facebook that said, like, if it wasn't uh, – she, she said something like, if it wasn't for Hollywood actors, the only thing we would watch is football and MMA. I don't think she realized without her viewers she'd be broke and wouldn't have the status she has to be making comments like that. Well, obviously you didn't watch it because at the end of her speech she said, she quoted, I think it was um, 
Carrie uh, Fisher. No, no, no. Well, yeah, the very end, but she quoted Tommy Lee Jones when they were on set. Tommy Lee Jones had said something like, um, it's days like this where we truly have to appreciate being an actor. And she she went on for like five minutes about how we have to keep this alive and yeah. appreciate what we do because we're, you know, we're we're special. And like, it's just like people are just like ragging her and taking her to the streets, man, because like. They just I, – I don't feel like they even gave it a chance. Yeah, They're look, man. They're so sick of hearing it. But, it's like, my thing is – and I'll, I'll just leave it at this. But, like, my thing is I wonder how people would have felt if she had gotten up there and said some shit about, like, preached the gospel and said something about Jesus Christ. And, like, this is coming from somebody that, like, you know, I, I'm a, uh, openly a Christian and, I'll, you know, and I know many people that are heavy in the church. And so it's like – but what if she had gotten up there and said something like that? Like, people are going to get pissed off about that, too. But I wonder, would, would it be the same people? You know, like, yeah. it just, people throwing stones for no reason, man. Yeah, I mean, look, look, dude, like, as as somebody who has tiptoed into the industry, not as far in as the capacity, near as far in as I should have by this point, um, but... I think people are under the impression that acting uh, and people that are professional actors, uh, that that equates uh, this easy life. Um, And it's that age old, like, if you have money, then everything is simple for you type thing. And for some people, that's the case. But it's the case for people that are born into that. But when you look at most of the actors up there... They're acting because, and this is this is like a deep conversation, but they're acting because <laughs> there is something in their life that a lot of actors I know in some way are kind of emotionally broken. And I don't mean that in a sense that like they're weaker as a result, but they are in touch with something that a lot of other people aren't of no fault of their own. And that's not an insult. That's not to say other people have no emotions. It's just to say that there is something that an actor is able to tap into that other people can't. And to tap into that is painful. Um, and that sounds hokey. So people that don't know what that it means, they're not going to understand it. And I'm okay with that. Um, the other thing is, is that to get to where they're at, they had to work their asses off. They had to work their asses off to get where they're at. Now, to take that even further, they have to continue to work their asses off to stay where they're at. Because as as these people want to say, they they make their bread off of people going to the movies. The only time that people are going to see them in the movies are when they're working their ass off at auditions and stuff to be in the movies. Um, And you look at people like Nicolas Cage who start making bullshit – um, and he's making less, <laughs> he's making less money as a result. And, and then he has to start taking every single role under the sun to compensate Adam for Sandler, that. Adam Sandler, we looking at uh, you. Yeah, Adam Sandler, dude, yeah, dog. But <laughs> it's not an easy, it's, it's for, first and foremost, it's not, it's not an easy lifestyle. So it's not like Meryl Streep was up there and had everything in her life handed to her. And so she has no right to say or express, uh, feelings about the, uh, disparity of others. Um, now, the other thing is people want to go on about this this mentally handicapped kid. I'm not going to break this down. If you know me personally, you can find my thoughts very easily. Um, and, and like I said, we're not a political show. Uh, but this very this was very much in tune with entertainment and pop culture, which is the type of show we are. Um, and it, it bears uh, it bears expressing our opinion and defending the thing that we care for uh, so much. Um, and 
to to watch her speech and this will be my these will be my closing statements to watch her speech as the type of individual and I'm going to look at one political spectrum because it's obviously it's it's one side that's disagreeing with her to watch her speech and be somebody that on a regular basis says I respect other people's opinions as long as they respect me in return and then to watch her get on stage and respectfully speak her mind about issues involving the person that is about to be leading this country about the media being truthful and honest which is something that Mr. Trump has expressed himself so they don't have that much un- in- they don't have that big of a disparity in their opinion about the media so that's a common ground and then to discuss the importance of arts and appreciating what privileges you do have to stand there or sit there and listen to what she said and find anything to become so vitriolic about blows my mind because she didn't call anybody any names. She didn't make fun of Donald Trump. She did none of that. She respectfully stated her opinion. But people that sit at home on Facebook every day and say, I respect other people that respect my opinions even when we disagree. She did just that. And people are still blowing up about it. And I think it's silly. Is it going to hurt her? Is it going to hurt her wallet? No, it's not going to hurt her wallet. Is it going to hurt her feelings? Doubt it. Because, you know, she's fucking Meryl Streep. She's she's fine. <laughs> There's a meme of her, like, shouting at the stage, shut your bitch ass up. Like, she doesn't care <laughs> what the internet has to say. She cares even less what Donald Trump thinks of her, I'm sure. She cares that he runs the country, right? And that's all she was getting at. And people are upset right. because she's hoping that things don't continue in that church. That's, you know... The, leave Britney alone like just <laughs> just fucking get over it like if you right, don't like right. her opinion and that is enough for you to stop seeing her movies then stop seeing her movies but I promise you there's enough people that still will go to her movies that whether you go or not it isn't going to make a difference so just go enjoy her be the best actress that has ever walked the face of the planet and fucking get over it um, yeah I'm with you so I'm that's you. that's my uh, those are my thoughts on the news did you have any other news stories uh no but I not to not to beat a dead horse but I had a um I had a quick little segment uh more for entertaining purposes Ooh. but I, this is kind of uh it, this took a dark path because I got a little, we both got a little heated but uh I put together a little segment I like to call Shredding Streep oh um, what is you, <laughs> what is Shredding Streep uh if you got time for it so I I all I, I went on uh Twitter just just uh kind of curious to see what people were saying and i i pulled some of the most ridiculous uh hashtag meryl streep uh tweets that i could find awesome um so i'll just i'll read just a couple of these and now i, I do want to say that for every i would say one po- uh, poor taste meryl streep tweet that i found I, I found at least two to three um you know like positive tweets about her yeah which i think was awesome as well um but here's one for you. It's people like hashtag Meryl Streep that are causing events like the recent kidnapping and torture to occur. Rich Hollywood and media are creating division. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Meryl Streep stood up there and, that. and it, yep. <laughs> that's what I thought she was saying up there was, hey, right. you should go yeah. kidnap somebody. That's what I heard. Um, and then this kind of this was interesting that you, um, this person didn't mean it in the way that you just uh, alluded to. But I found this interesting after you were uh, after you were talking. So this guy says, hashtag Golden Globes, hashtag Meryl Streep. This is a public therapy session for emotionally fragile millionaires. 
Well, I think you hit the head on the nail there, yeah, uh, uh, because that's what they get paid to do. Like they're okay, to an fine, extent, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. think they care because they might be emotionally fragile, but like you said, boy, they're millionaires. <laughs> uh, and then this one, I pulled a lot more, but this one was my personal favorite, so I got to read this one. <clears throat> Hashtag Meryl Streep makes a living pretending to be someone else, so she can also pretend to be charitable. Hashtag she's no Glenn Close. Hashtag Golden Globes. And then it talks about how Eric Trump raised over $6 million. Well, I, I looked it up. All it took was one quick Google search. What do you think I found, John? Um, I found 27 charities that Meryl Streep has donated millions of dollars to. Oh, 27. okay. 27. <laughs> all right, then. Well, yeah, so she, damn, it's all pretend. Yeah, fuck you, Meryl Streep. You, you <laughs> conniving whore. Damn. You got us. Fucking Damn. Pulled the pulled the blanket over our eyes. Right. <laughs> so that that does it for this week. Shred and shriek. Shred and streep. Uh, shred and streep. That's kind of hard to say, but it, it is. We'll like bring it back if there, if there are more ridiculous it's ones like, come up. It would be hard to read. And speaking of reading, Daniel. Speaking of reading, I don't do that, John. You don't read, Daniel. Well, you know what? Since since you don't got time to read, Daniel, I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you go on over to audibletrial.com backslash the pool network, you can get yourself a free month trial of audible audiobooks, man. You don't have to read because the future is here and you can fucking listen to the books that you want to read. Can you can you believe that? Uh, I'm Hey, I'm getting on there right now. You Would sound- they by chance, John, happen to have a book on Meryl Streep? I bet you they have at least two books on Meryl Streep. Would be I'm gonna take a look. willing to bet. Uh, Let's find out. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Actually, yeah, at least uh, at least two. It looks like boom. Uh, it's like three. I'm seeing four. Yeah, multiple books on. Mer- what do you know? We're, John? We so just went is- from Shredding Streep to Reading <laughs> Streep, ladies and gentlemen. If you go to audibletrial.com/backslash/thepoolnetwork, you can also be Reading Streep. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. But are you actually reading? What is audible.com? Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, see, this is what happens. So when you get on audible.com, uh, if you're unsure about this process or what have you, you get a free month, as I said. Um, and you download or stream, it's up to you, depending on whether you have the app or you're using your computer, um, audiobooks. And an audiobook, for those of you playing the home game and aren't aware of what an audiobook is, it's where somebody with an awesome voice, much like my own, uh, reads a book to you. Like, not since you were a child has somebody read a book to you. So you can go to the fridge, grab some milk, warm it up in the microwave, sit in your <laughs> bed, drink warm milk as if you were an infant. And listen to somebody read to you and have flashbacks of the good old days in your life. That's that's something that only audible.com can provide you with. And that is what we call a service, ladies and gentlemen, a service. And that is And it's again, a free service at that. It's free for first a, month is for a free. Month. For a month, dude. Good God. Audibletrial.com backslash the pull network, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. Whew. Check it out. And um, just for those of you unaware, Audible.com is an Amazon company. I know you've all heard of Amazon. So, you know, if you're kind of like on the fence, like, oh, I don't know what this is, trust. it's owned by Amazon. You like, can trust them. Boom. That's a, na- that's a name you can trust. So go on there, check it out, audibletrial.com backslash the pull network. Got it. First month's on us. So boom. have at it. All right. Um, 
We got uh we got another letter this week. Oh, we did. For, oh shit. For, um, you know, to the pool guys. So you know what we call that time, right? Mail time. Mail time. <sighs> so um, my good buddy, uh, my good buddy Jordan. Woody, uh, my good buddy. Letter. My good buddy. Hey, hey, yo! I know a guy. This guy, he's a good guy. You know what I'm saying? I know him from down on the corner store. He's a good guy. Yeah. Fucking yeah, 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 uh, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. I I known him a long time. His name Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. So I'm pulling up the letter here now. Um, maybe if I can find it. Damn. Damn, Hold on. we ain't even prepared for mail time. Ah, here it is, here it is. There All right. Go. <clears throat> so, uh, I'll just read the whole thing. It's it's much shorter than um, our previous letters uh, t- by, who wrote last week's? Uh, I think Mark Twain and Charles Dickens. That's right, that's right. Those are like 900 pages long. Uh, so, Jordan writes, yo, dog. That's right, he called me dog. Hey, <laughs> in there. <laughs> Got something for y'all to talk about next week if you want. Uh, But for months after seeing Stranger Things, I just love how the Duffner Bros captured such a creepy 80s feel. And I'm a huge fan of Marvel Knights, so I was going to say I'd love for them to do a Moon Knight and Morbius series set in the 90s for Netflix. Wanted to ask y'all, who would you fan cast as the characters? Moon Knight, Morbius, Blade, Punisher, etc. And who would y'all want to direct them? Looking forward to hearing your response. Big ups. Oh, so, that's my kind of letter right there. Hell yeah, dude. Like, um, so we appreciate that, Jordan. Um, yeah, so I think that's I think that's a dope-ass idea. I know they were actually – they were talking about this like two or three years ago because there was rumors that like they couldn't get the script together for Iron Fist. Like they weren't sure if they could make a whole show out of like Kung Fu and all this. So yeah. they were talking about doing like a Moon Knight series at one time. Which I was super stoked on. Then obviously now we're getting Iron Fist. Okay. Um, but Marvel Knights, Marvel Knights, for those of you not in the know, is kind of what a lot of these Netflix shows are kind of based on. Marvel Knights is like that. It was Marvel's. It essentially it saved Marvel at the time. Um, it's because like they more were adult superheroes, right? And they, yeah, I mean they they basically it was what Marvel put out in order to combat. DC's Vertigo um, indie imprint. So it was just, it was a lot more raw, you know what I mean? And it was uh, kind of pushed the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. And uh, as Jordan mentioned, you know, the characters, some of these characters he mentioned played a big part in that. Yeah. So I um, I gave it some thought. Uh, Moon Knight, Moon Knight's one of, he's a he's a big character for me. I really enjoy, enjoy Moon Knight quite a bit. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but I would say... If I had to pick, I would I would want somebody because Moon Knight's kind of like off his rocker a little bit. Yeah. He's very similar. He, a lot of times he gets compared to like a Batman or like a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because he he struggles with his identity and who he is. Um, so I would I think it'd be dope to see someone like John Hamm or like a Jake Gyllenhaal play that role. You know what I mean? Like they they're that crazy kind of like on the cusp of of losing it. Uh, that type wouldn't of be role. bad. Um, like, yeah, are, are we gonna do how, what? So, did you have a director for that? Uh, well, I kind of just picked a director if if they were to do just like a and I don't know, kind of like a, a universe, if you will. Um, my personal director for all of these, I would think. Um, I I I look towards David Fincher. I think okay. he'd be tight. Okay, fair. Like uh, David Fincher from Fight Club, Seven. Gone Girl, all of the all of movies centralizing around a character that's kind of like a little bit off his rocker. Yeah, um, you know, 
have his little mystery, you know, thriller. He's got that thriller kind of formula down pat, okay. I would think. But so what do you think? So what you know you me. So I, you know, I, I separate. I don't know if you know this. My movies, for the most part, there's a certain batch of them that aren't. But my movies, for the most part, are separated by director. So you can imagine that I would put an <laughs> emphasis guy. on the directors of these movies. So you're gonna have to run down the list for me. But so we started with Moon Knight. So um, I think you're gonna like this choice. So. I read the beginning of Lemire's uh, um, arc of Moon Knight, and uh, yeah, that's tight. I think that uh, I would make Moon Knight. I think you'll like this choice, and uh, maybe think, "Man, I, I, I wish I would have thought of that." Not necessarily to overdo yours, but um, I would say Tom Hardy would be great. And uh, Ooh, and the reason yeah. the reason I say that is because the director I'm going to team him up with is a director he has worked with before. Um, in a movie that he also played a man gone mad uh, in a little movie called Bronson with director Nicholas Winding Refn who also directed Drive, Neon Demon um, and what is that other movie with Ryan Gosling I own it, I forget what it's called but, um, but Place Beyond the Pines, did he direct that? No, 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 no. no? Um, but they came out around the same time. I think it's called like God Hates You or something like that. I forget what it's called. I literally forget what it's called. But um, but yeah, that would be my director-actor team-up because uh, it would need to be visually stunning. And Nicholas Winding Refn always has great visuals. And uh, you'd need somebody that could constantly be on the verge of, is he is he crazy or is he not crazy? Um, so, That'd be tight. Yeah, who's, yeah, your, next, who's your next knight? That's solid. Um, he mentioned Punisher, and personally, I can't. After yep. seeing it, I can't picture anyone other than Bernthal. Yeah, as same Punisher. Page. Yeah, there's. I there's, mean, no one just, else is Punisher. <laughs> he's a Punisher for the rest of his life. Like he dude. made Thomas Jane look like a little bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, hands down. I mean, he just he kills it. No matter what, I think no matter what setting you could put the Punisher in, too, he could. He would just fit so well into yeah. that role. And I would um, say, uh, director would be the director of John Wick. I can't comment on that, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's that dude's name? I forget, but he's about to direct Deadpool 2, so. Oh, yeah. All right. Tight. Uh, I think I feel like I know his name then, but I just can't think of it. Anyways. Um, and then I got Blade. Kevin Hart. So I got, a, I, <laughs> I, got, um, I got a couple people that I – because I feel like Blade and Mobius – they're they're similar. They're they're kind of similar in a way that I feel like if you can play one as an actor, you might be able to play the other one. Um, but I did I did manage to separate them out. But I was kind of just making a list. Yes, I was making a list of black actors. Let's go ahead and get it out. Um, but I was making a list. Not that they have to be. I mean, you could you wait. Could, isn't you Morbius or, the vampire guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I thought he was white. No. Yeah, I'm talking Blade here. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was making a list for Blade, and I was honestly thinking to myself, you know what? Anybody off this list for Blade could play uh, could play Mobius as well. So, like, I'm thinking, but I, I managed to nail it down. I think Blade, and I, I'm gonna mer- I'm gonna straight butcher this name, but um, my, uh, anyways, the dude that played Cottonmouth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't say it. It's like Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Who who won big last night at the Golden Globes as well for um, uh, damn, what's the name of that movie, dude? The Night Manager. Um, oh, a movie. N- yeah, no, it's not the Night Manager. Um, uh, they won quite a bit. 
uh oh moonshine or moonlight moonlight, moonlight. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 um but i dude he would he would be so sick as blade dude like he just got that menacing like i don't really care like i don't know maybe i maybe i just kind of picked this based off his performance in luke cage but i think he'd be kind of tight who do you think um, your blade. I'm gonna not use somebody that has currently existing in a in a currently existing universe. Um, right. Uh, my blade, my blade, my blade. Um, run through some people in my head here. Um, yeah, somebody a little older. I, I agree. I, I can get on board with that sentiment because I don't think having a younger actor play Blade would be very cool. Um, you know, he kind of has like a, a baby or face, but I like him. His name's Michael, uh, I, I don't know how tough he could play, but, uh, he just has a cool look. Michael, I forget his name. He was in the show Almost Human, but, um, if I forget the dude's name, you'd have to literally look him up to even know who I'm talking about because it's an obscure name. Um, but almost human you said yeah he's he's a really good looking black dude uh he almost looks like a model but he just michael ely michael ely that's what i was gonna say but it sounded too like sounded too weird oh, yeah yeah yeah. The dude with uh yeah yeah he's got like crazy eyes yeah he's been in quite a bit of stuff yeah his eyes yeah, would be actor, sick man. yeah he would be sick yeah. um and for me i would honestly put morbius and blade in the same movie um yeah, like verse each other. I mean, yeah. they've done that in the comics. So yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And I think for Blade, I would cut or for Blade from Morbius, I would go almost even more obscure than that, um, and probably have to pick somebody, somebody that could play brooding. I like the dude. He's a redhead, but I mean, obviously they could change that shit. Um, the dude that is the fucking general. He was Charlie Weasley. Um, he's the general in episode seven. Um, Huck, General Hux, whatever. Oh, general Huxenbury. Uh, Hux. What's the, what's the. Yeah, fucking, I forgot his name too. Name? He, his dad was Mad-Eye Moody. Um, what's his fucking name? Hold on. What? Are you serious? I, yeah. The dude that. The dude that played Charlie Weasley, his dad was. Oh Mad no, his Moody. dad's Brendan Gleeson. Um, and oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, IMDb. We're gonna do this, ladies and gentlemen. You're in the middle of us making discoveries. When you listen to the Pool Network, you get the most authentic <laughs> experience of all time. This is what happens when you get uh, you start to be organic and shit. Um, yeah. What? What the fuck? Oh, what's that one movie he was in? Ex Machina. That's the easier way to find him. Yeah, uh, Donald Gleason um, is his name. Mm. Spelled Dom Hall, Dom but it's Domnal. Right, Donald. right, right. So no, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he would be tight. They would have to dye his hair and stuff, or maybe not. Maybe they don't need to dye his hair. He just fucking played vampire with red hair, whatever. But like, he would. He has. He he already fucking looks like a vampire. He's pale as fuck. Um, and he's a great actor and he showed that he could be brooding in ex machina. So like, I think he would be a tight choice. Yeah, he would be, he would be pretty tight. I mean, he definitely, like you said, I mean, he, he can pull off brooding. I could, I could get that vibe from him. Um, I picked, 
and again, I was pulling from my list that I made from Blade, but I think I I really believe, although it would kind of be a stretch, and both these dudes are, are relatively young, but I think either one of them could pull it off. Um, I picked Corey Hawkins. So he played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. He plays Heath on The Walking Dead. That is not a bad choice. Um, he is young. I think... But I think he, I think he could might maybe be able to pull it off, dude. Like he, he's got a pretty well range. And then another dude that uh, I could really go for either of these. Um, and I just love this kid, like in anything that he's in, dude. And I say kid because he, he genuinely looks like a kid. But um, I think that would create like if if we're going for like a versus movie, I think that would create a pretty cool dynamic. Like you have the older, more mature Blade. Um, and like a younger Morbius, I keep saying Mobius, as in like the Mobius chair, but yeah. not Mobius, Morbius. Um, I I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but I believe it's like Shamik Moore. Yeah, Shamik. The Moore. kid from uh, yeah, the kid from Dope. Yeah, uh, and the Get Down. Yeah, Shamik Moore. He's so he's so sick, dude. Like he's so good. I feel like he would be, I feel like he would be great in something like that. I, I mean, in, in all fairness, if Wesley Snipes was still down to play Blade, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Like, cause his his blade was tight. It wasn't his fault that the third blade was a piece of shit. Um, right, right. But, but yeah, yeah. I mean, or I you know, know, you know who else would be cool as fucking Morbius? He won an award last night. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, kick ass. Aaron Taylor Johnson. What did he win the award for? Uh, best supporting in a movie. No, what what movie was he in? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, uh, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that dude's that dude's pretty sick. Yeah, that dude's pretty sick. And you know who, you know who might be pretty tight too is um, Casey Affleck, dude. I, you know, I Just, was looking at the picture, going, Casey Affleck would be cool. I mean, he kind of looks like a vampire. Yeah. Like <laughs> Casey Affleck is always depressing in every movie he's in. So. Just looking at like just pulling from the Golden Globe list, like I think he would be he would be tight in something like that. Yeah, I and wouldn't I be upset. Think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's been in any type of superhero movies or anything. No, nah, I don't so think so. That would be so. kind of tight. Yeah, it would be pretty sick. Um, yeah, yeah that's that'd be it. cool. That's all the so, Marvel Knights. That was a good write-in. Thank you for that. Yeah, so there you have it. That that Those would be our takes on it, Jordan. I'm curious. Um, yeah, let us know what yours are. Yeah, what are yours, uh, And that Jordan? goes for anybody. Yeah. You know, if you got if you got something different, um, you know, let us know. If you think ours are total garbage, let us know. Yeah, if you fucking think they're nerds. Great, that's cool, too. Um, so... This week, and sorry, Andrew, we're gonna go a slightly longer. We're trying, we'll try and shorten up our main segment, but I can't, I can't see hour. how long we've been going on because uh, my garage band just tells me in bars, so I know I've been spitting a hundred or one thousand five hundred <laughs> no, no, bars. The, so I'm you hit the little arrow above the bars, and you can change it to something else. I don't have that option. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll. I'll, I'll show you how to do that afterwards. Anyways, uh, so I wanted to talk about um, just to kind of stick with Jordan's themes of things that we would like to see made. Um, I wanted to talk about cross adaptations, things that we would like to see made into either a television series or a movie. Um, so that can be. I kind of I kind of pick from three different categories, um, but if you got anything else or if you think of any. Uh, you know, just kind of shout them out or, or if you agree with me or not. Um, so I want to start first. Uh, and I know 
historically video game movies are have been utterly terrible like we still have yet to get a good video game movie and i think that's partially because a video game in itself it it's its own being i don't think it has to be remade but i'm just saying if you were to remake one these are what i would want to see um personally i think i think it'd be kind of tight to see like a zelda movie dude what do you think um that's not a bad one um Uh, and then i'll Kidding. Uh, because I feel like I feel like that universe is big enough that you can pull from. It doesn't have to be. There's such a large lore to it that it doesn't have to be a direct adaptation of one of the games. It could yeah. just be something set in that universe. Yeah, uh, Red Dead um, Redemption. That'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, I also got down here. Have you ever played any of the Bioshocks? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think any of those would be pretty tight. Um, the mean, last one in particular is hands down one of my favorite games of all time, Bioshock Infinite, just yeah. because like the the plot twist and like the depth to it um, yeah. is just I loved it. If so. they didn't uh, completely fuck it up already, um, Mad Max, legitimately, if they just followed the fucking story of the game instead of changing it like they did in the Mark Wahlberg movie, could be an amazing movie. Um, Mad Max is just fucking epic as shit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what else? Any other video game titles? I know there's been a lot of talk about like a Halo movie, but I don't, I don't know that that needs to be done. Like we've already got like the mini series. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. And like I said, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think there's a lot of games in particular that have to be created because to me, it's a complete story, and part of that experience of that story is going through it playing through it and it's hard to translate that experience visually as opposed to uh you know mechanically through a through a controller yeah but um the other one i got here uh what about comics any comics you'd like to see made into like a a tv series or a movie because like we mentioned before we're it seems like eventually we're we might be on the cusp of make of getting a um a Why the Last Man show, courtesy of FX. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Best book of all time, just saying. Um, what else you got? You got any? Any comics? Dude, or I, book? I mean, I mean, I have enough for a fucking full episode, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, this is like my biggest one. I got like, I got quite a few too. I mean, I, it, I didn't know how we were, if we were going to do like, if we were allowed to list more than one, so like I really only invested in one. I mean... Took a lot of heart. What is it? Let's hear it. Took some heartache to boil it down to one, um, but <laughs> He's like, I'm only picking one, and that's it. Yeah, I boiled it down to something that each uh, each volume of it, um, each arc, could be isolated to a series or a season in which each season is different enough that you're like, damn, I can't wait till the next season. Um, so for that to be a plausible idea. I was like, well, what's something that is separated by large gaps in time that represents an entire era? Um, and it came down to American Vampire because every arc of American Vampire Ooh. is like a 10-year difference between arcs. Um, and uh, the first one starts in the 20s and like when Hollywood was first becoming a thing and it just moves progressively further into the future from there. Uh and people love people love vampires. Um, this is such a different take on vampires. Um, it's got your old 
like apprentice meet versus master type storyline. And I know you haven't read it yet, but there's just like, oh shit, there's just so much content in American Vampire. Like so much so that they have like what do they call it the second cycle now. Like right, they yeah. they're in a whole new fucking cycle of vampires, and I don't even know what that means because I haven't got that far yet. But um, that yeah, would, that would be sick. That like, would be a good I, like pick. you said. I haven't actually read it, but like that's one of those books that the reason why I haven't read it is I refuse to. I refuse to read. If I know something is like phenomenal, like critically acclaimed, like like just up there, right? Yeah. Um, I refuse to read it in any other format than like a beautiful, like hardcover book. And obviously, beautiful hardcover books aren't aren't always cheap. Yeah. Um. So that's one of those books that, like, when I do get to it, I'm gonna do it right. Like, I, so that's why I haven't read it. Like, I want to buy like the deluxe versions, and they, yeah. I think they haven't been like just two or three. And and um, somebody needs to treat it, uh this this real quick in the Vertigo realm still real quick. Uh, well, not anymore, I guess, but. Uh, I didn't actually have a problem with the first movie. It just wasn't like the comic book. Uh, so I'm going to count this as an, a film rather than a series. And they tried this series, and they're going to try it now as a cartoon. But a Hellblazer film um, mm-hmm. that is done accurate to the John Constantine in the comic book. Because um, I didn't hate the Keanu Reeves movie. It just isn't John Constantine. Right, right. And that's, uh, that's a new... St- topic that we didn't actually touch on so john constantine we we mentioned last week that um jeff johns had kind of teased that there would maybe be something else in the works for cw and sure enough it seems to be they're getting uh constantine on cw which is pretty tight now it's not uh you know the constantine that we already know from nbc live action rather they're going to be doing it in animation but i think regardless that's pretty tight because they're keeping they're keeping old boy what's his name um Matt. I forget his last name, but Matt is his first name. Hey, yo, that guy Matt. Yeah, hey, yo, Matt. Yeah. They're keeping Matt um, <laughs> to uh, to do the voice. He's doing the voice in Justice League Dark. Um, I mean, that he is Constantine at this and point. And that's my so. thing is because he's doing that and they're turning the – they're making the TV show, they could connect the TV show to the Justice League Dark movie and fucking have Swamp Thing and shit on TV. That would be sick. That would be sick. But um, but yeah, let's get. What, I, think just, I think a Swamp Thing show would be pretty tight. Oh fuck yeah! Um, while we're on the topic, but I mean, other comic books. A couple that came to mind for me um, was uh, Witches, which I know we're both a fan of. We're supposed to get a be... TV series. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We did. It was it was ordered before, like the first issue had even come yeah. out, right? Yeah. Uh, or second issue or something like that. Uh, it's gonna be like stars or something. Yeah. Um. So, but I think I honestly think that might translate better better as a movie. I don't know. Uh, yeah, especially um, with the first arc, just put it in a movie. Right. So that's kind of I think that's why or I, a miniseries. I wrote that down. Um, another movie or miniseries. Um, bodies. Did you ever finish Bodies? Did you? I know you. I didn't started to read it. No, I didn't finish yeah. it. I think I think that would be pretty sick. Uh, that was that was Vertigo title, right? Yeah. Um, I think that would be really tight as maybe like an HBO miniseries or something like that because there are some, uh, you know, some adult themes to it and you could kind of push the envelope a little bit. It'd be pretty cool. That setting, that old school, like, it gets set in like, if I remember correctly, like the 20s or 30s, yeah. something like that. Um, 
And then last one I got is a newer title uh, that I think we're just waiting on one more issue to come out. Um, both of us are fan of this, um, although I have some gripes about it. Uh, but Demonic. I think Demonic yeah. would be tight, dude, as like a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just this day and age, it fits kind of what people are into. Um, you know, this like kind of out out of this world like extra terrestrial type of demon that's coming to you know force you to kill these people but is it really um it's it, there's a, i think th- i think they could really do something special with that if you got the right people and got in the hands of the right director i think that would be really tight i agree um i you know and then one other just one book that kind of cuz i was like i was like googling like some of the best, some of the worst adaptations, like uh, some things. And then, like, in the process, I was seeing some things that, you know, were greenlit but never became, some things that you're surprised it never become. One thing that was on the list that that I found that I'm surprised never has been made into a movie or series, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, yeah. Like, They've made, like, two or three like movies. A, oh, they really did? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't remember that. Were they good? Uh, the first one was a really old Disney movie. Um, and then I think this oh, like animated, right? No, live action. Oh, really? um, and then okay. the second one was now old, but was a remake and still done by Disney. Um, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. See, but I would like to see like, uh, not so I didn't even know those were made. Um. But I would like to see, like, a serious take on it. That would be pretty tight. Like, you know, something a little bit more action-based, a little bit more thriller. I mean, the, you could easily do it with that book. I think that would be tight. And the, yeah. I was reading online, like, while it, why it had come up, I was reading, I guess, um, David Fincher, as a matter of fact, had had kind of tried to get it greenlit, and he had, like, gotten Brad Pitt on board or something like that, and uh-huh. it just never came to fruit, fruit, fruition, but... I was thinking, like, damn, that would have been fucking, that would have been tight, dude, to see something like that. But what do I know? I'm just a dude with a podcast. Um, <laughs> anything else? Any other, like, titles, whether it's a video game, a book, anything? I mean, that's kind of all I got written down. I, I mean. Try, I try to keep them short. But. I mean, um, I would like to see a Fear Agent cartoon series. That would be cool. Um, How are you liking that, by the way? Dude, it's just so good. I, I brought it up last podcast, but, like, it's just uh, – I'm in love with it, man. I haven't read it in a few nights, and I started having withdrawals. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what's he up to? What is he doing? I need it. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's not that expensive. Like, seriously, I would I would, I would, would recommend order – everyone order it. Get the library editions because they're, like, 30 bucks for fucking everything. And uh, just – it's so fun. It's so yeah, fun. that'd be tight. Uh, I just thought of I. Uh, sorry, I totally just just dismissed that. <laughs> um, no, but I I I genuinely do want to check that out. But just because Rick Remender, like anything he does, I'm down for. Yeah. Um, that is Rick Remender, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like his <laughs> first right, that's his first thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, one that just uh reason why I'm so foggy brained. One that just crossed my mind before I forget. Chew. And they was there was talk like forever to try and make Chew into a like a series. I think, dude, that would be so tight. Um, I think it would fit like a sitcom. So here's uh, the thing: 
series like pretty well, but it was supposed it? to be a cartoon, uh, a cartoon movie, right? Um, and Robin Williams was lined up to be his like, uh, his like mentor guy, the big Irish guy, Scottish guy, or whatever. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he was lined up <laughs> to play that role before he passed away. So Chew was oh. something that was going to be being made. Yeah, I know there's been talk for like years that they've been trying to get it made into something. I had no idea that that it got that far. Yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah, big ass name attached to it. Oh shit! Oh, that makes me want it even more. You're like crying and creaming. Now I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah, you can't have Robin Williams now. Oh man, damn, dude. Um, what about what about your favorite? And and I ask this because sometimes with things that we enjoy like so much we don't necessarily like we have such a good tie to them that we don't want to see them made anything into anything else but what about what about tokyo ghosts would you want to see that um he's like uh it's kind of like that thing with watchmen how they believe for years it just couldn't be made um I don't believe that it couldn't be made. I think we're past that. I think anything could be adapted now. Um, not to mention, it basically looks just like uh, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in a Shell, and uh, Blade, right. Blade Runner. But um, it would be expensive as fuck. It couldn't be on TV. Put it that way. <laughs> it would just be way too right. fucking expensive. Um, and do you think? A lot of times when, when they have to spend so much money on a movie, one, that's why they don't take the risk on actually making the movie, and two, they don't invest into things like the actors yeah. or the the script or the writing, you know, because they invested so heavily in, you know, the CGI or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would be afraid of something like that just because, like, it would be a huge undertaking. I feel like inevitably there'd be something that they would drop the ball on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe that's because, you know, I enjoy it very much as well, but like, I just, I don't, I don't know if it, it's obviously possible. I just don't know if it could be done. There is a way that they could do it, but they'd have to let one person, uh, direct and cast the whole thing, and that would be me. His name is Jonathan Ross. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> J. A. Ross. It would be J. A. Ross for, for those out there listening, trying to throw money my way. Uh, that's um, my legal business name in the state of Georgia. Another one more that I got, and this will wrap my thoughts on this. I would like to see an East of West uh, like saga of movies. Also so, expensive but, as fuck. Yes, but here's the thing, is that obviously the book isn't being done written, so the story would have to have like a close-end finish to it. it yeah. Be, you know, otherwise I don't feel like it would be it would be possible to do, but I think it would be, it would have to be a movie because you can't necessarily do it with television budget yeah. effects. Um, and I had said this to you once before, but a lot of... A lot of stuff from Westworld kind of reminds me of East of West, particularly that, like, skeleton horse cowboy that you get in the opening sequence. Yeah. Like, he just reminds me of Death, the character Death, like, so much from that book. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, immediately seeing that, like, ever since watching Westworld, I'm like, damn, dude, like, East of West, why don't they make that? Like, that shit would be so tight. Um, but I, 
it's it kind of falls under Tokyo, like with in the same boat as Tokyo goes for me, where you would kind of have to inevitably something would have to you know get the short end of the stick. I don't know that it would be possible, but um, yeah, that's all I got. You got any more? Um, I don't really. I do want to mention something. You know, on on Jonathan Hickman note, um, I would say Black Monday Murder could be a movie, or a, or. Or a miniseries by that would be sweet. by the creators of True Detective, um, and then also on the Hickman note, I kind of brought this up last week. I was like, man, or maybe the week before, I was like, haven't seen. Where's Frontier at? Blah blah blah. Talk to the comic book store. It's delayed until further notice. Um, oh shit! Because uh, he. There was an issue with releasing it. It was going to have to be pushed back a week because he wanted to make some changes to the first issue. Um, And if he pushed it back a week, then it was going to push the rest of it back a week, obviously, Um, which changed solicitation plans for Image. And then if he pushed it back a week, it was going to end up falling in a weird like holiday time frame. And so... He said, you know what, let me just stop, rework everything on my time, and then we'll solicit it at a future time. So it is on hold indefinitely right now. Damn. But but we'll get it. And and from my understanding, because I was reading stuff about it the other day, this is going to be a format of comic unlike anything we've ever read before, Um, which is like Hickman anyway, to do something that you're like, no one writes shit like this. Um, not like story. How so? Like in what sense? Like formatting. Like you look at Black Monday Murder, and it's like a textbook almost. Every time you get it, there's like codes and shit on the pages, right. and um, and then East of West, just there's like little hidden messages after every chapter. It's like there's a quote, and yeah. it's like, what does this quote mean in the context of this story? Um, I've heard Man Manhattan Project is just ape shit insane. Um, and so frontier, there's apparently going to be like inserts and shit like that, that come with it, that you can separate from the comic book itself. Um, and like postcards and shit like that. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a cool experience. And and so I, I'm okay. Take your time, bro. So that we can get like the purest, the full full thing. Yeah. But, uh, that'd be pretty tight. Oh yeah. Pretty dope. Yeah. I had, I feel like I had. I feel like I had something else I was thinking of when you were, when you mentioned, when you mentioned that book, but uh, must have been a lie. Um, it's a lie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So you meant you brought up something uh, like a correction from last week, and I got a correction of my own. So I had mentioned that uh, Logic's new album was my most anticipated of this year, and I actually found out. Um, buddy of mine has shot me a message after he heard the show and he's like hey you know um he's like gotta call you out basically he basically called me out and said that um yes it is gonna be a um a concept album but it's not actually gonna tie into the last one and he just like a few months back he came out with a name for the album it's it's gonna complete separate concept um from his last one but it's called africa arian which I find okay. super interesting. Apparently, he's got a lot of flack from it because um, obviously he's playing off the fact that he's both black and white. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the theme of the album is going to be the you know 
how he finds balance in that and and you know the struggles of be on of both sides and how we should cohesively get a you know get along as one another yeah um so he has the two purest things africa you know and then the aryan which is you know typically known as the pure breed or whatever and so he's you know i see what he did there and i think it's kind of cool i think it's it's definitely an interesting album title, um, but we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. So just a correction on my part. But yeah, you better check uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah, chicka, chicka, check yourself. Will you wreck yourself, son? Oh God, my best oh, rapper right there. Oh God, <laughs> oh, spit, why is this spitting happening? on the ones and twos? Somebody what it help me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you decided to do this podcast with me. Uh, all right, so I think that's gonna do it for me. You got any plugs, shout outs, anything at all you got to add? Yo, yo, this has uh, turned into a hip hop radio show. <laughs> quick reminder, real quick. Uh, quick reminder, real quick. Uh, make sure you check out audibletrial.com backslash the pool network yes sir first month's on us it's free we're paying for it we're paying for your shit yes sir well and uh you know as always be sure to check us out uh facebook instagram twitter all at the pool network um you know drop us a line tell us what you think call me out on something again see me in a screech though afterwards um, and then, you know, shoot us an email if you got anything you want to add or anything you want us to read on air, or you can send us a message through any of those. Uh, so, but it's the pull network at gmail.com. If you want to go that route, if you've got a charity um, that would like to be uh, sponsored on the show, let us know that as well. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Or, um, you know, a Meryl Streep charity that you just donated to. Be sure to let us know about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I think that's going to do it. So John's famous last words. Peace. Peace. This has been a Pool Network production. For your latest dose of movies, television, and whatever the fuck, tune in each Wednesday. And since we know you just can't get enough, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for information on new shows and events.